Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me today and every week are Brenda and Randy Lee. So nice to see you. Yes. So good to see you. And you are dust, and to dust you shall be. Yes. And me too, I guess it is for me too. I was chanting that coming out of church. I'm like, if I could just remember that, (laughs) I'm nothing. (laughs) Worse than that, I'm dust. But we're going to talk about Lent. We are. We are going to talk about Lent. And one of the big expressions of Lent in our house is Lent finds you, Mm -hmm. right? You don't have to go looking for Lent. So, oh, I'm going to give up coffee or chocolate or breakfast for Lent. I mean, you can if you want to, but in our house, people unavoidably find out what <laughs> God wants us to give up, right? Because somehow or other, it just gets taken, right? Um, things just start to go, and you have to decide, will this be a sacrifice, or will I get dragged down the hall clinging to it as it leaves me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this all came up because we were out at Mass on Mardi Gras that Tuesday, right? St. Margaret Mary's. And Father Sam Hauser was talking about Bishop Rolando Jose Alvare of Ooh. Nicaragua, right? Okay. Um, and um, Father Rolando Jose Alvare um, and some other priests, as well as other inconvenient people, were recently arrested in Nicaragua, tried, determined to be inconvenient, threatened with jail time, and then given the option of leaving the country, they would be flown to America, right? Mm -hmm. Or doing time in prison. Right. And Bishop Alvare has opted to do the time. Yes, I did hear that. The the day after he refused to get on the plane, he was officially sentenced to 26 years, which I believe he's now doing. You know, so it's like, so what are you doing for Lent? Oh, I thought I'd sit in a Nicaraguan jail cell for 26 years, right? Wow, that's a long Lent. I thought it was only supposed to go for seven weeks, 40 days, and you took Sundays off, right? Right. and, and I took this, not being particularly fond of prison decor, and and I'm like, Bishop Alvare, why did you not just get on the plane? Yeah. Right? The president, the government, they told you to leave, and Bishop Alvare is like, but God didn't. Yeah. Right? Let yeah. find you. You know, so... So there you go, Bishop Alvare, he's he's fifty-six years old, so he's looking at being in prison till he's eighty-two, right? Crime of being Catholic, right? Speaking truth. Um, good shot that he will die in prison. And Father Sam is talking about this. And the first reading for Ash Wednesday mm-hmm. is Sirach chapter two. Has anyone hoped in the Lord and been disappointed? Mm-hmm. Has anyone persevered in his commandments and been forsaken? Has anyone called upon him and been rebuffed? And this is all very disquieting to me, right? I'm like, Lord, this is rhetorical, right? I mean, you do know Bishop Alvare is in prison, (laughs) right? right? You're still working the omniscient thing, right? You know all this. Um, Intriguing, mysterious thing for me is... Bishop Alvare does not, cannot feel abandoned, right? He's good with Sirach too, 
right? If, if he felt abandoned, if he felt the God train had left him at the station, mm-hmm. he would have gotten on the plane to the U.S., yeah. right? Lord, I got it. it. It's every man for himself now. You're gone. You're indifferent. You take care of you. I'll take care of me. But, but no, it is the Quo Vadis story, right? Peter's in Rome. Church there gets wind that the Romans want to crucify Peter. Can't let that happen, right, because he's Pope and he's too valuable. So they, they sneak Peter out of town. He's, he's running down the road out of the city, right? And who does, Jesus, who does Peter bump into but, but Jesus, right? Um, good sign, right? The risen Lord has come to help Peter escape, right? It's, it's post-crucifixion, right? And he gets this vision of, of Jesus, right? And, and Jesus, you know, bumps into Peter, but then he just steps past him. And Peter's like, whoa, Lord, quo vadis, where, where are you going? Come on, we got to get out of here. And Jesus is like, Peter, I'm going to Rome to be crucified again. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. And Peter stops running, turns around, and says, then Lord, let me go with you. Right? Peter turns around to go with Jesus for Peter to be crucified in Rome. Right? It's, it's the same thing. Right? Bishop Alvarez says, Lord, where are you going? Yeah. And, and, Jesus says, into the dungeon of this prison. And Alvarez says, Lord, then let me go with you. Mm-hmm. Right? The plane can go without me. I want to be with you. You know, that idea of wanting to escape, I think, comes to all of us at different times, whether it's in a marriage, mm-hmm. a job, whatever, you know, to say, oh, just let me out of here. Let me, let it go. You know, and... Mm-hmm. and but what does Jesus tell us? Take up your cross. Right. You know, there it is. Right. You know, and, and even if you pick it up, right, even if you, you think, oh, I'm going to be good, I'll, I'll pick up the mm-hmm. cross, right? It doesn't stop there, right? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Again, bizarre. For I know the plans I have for you to give you a future filled with hope, right? For I know the plans I have for you to give you a future filled with hope. Mm -hmm. You got Bishop Alvarez, and he's like, I'm 56 years old. I'm either going to die in prison or become a very old man there. Lord, you may love me, but you don't have a plan for me, right? I'm in this cell. There's no future filled with hope, right? Funny thing. God, remember Psalm 23 is our, the Lord is my shepherd, shepherd right? Psalm, the Lord is our shepherd. The bishop is the shepherd yeah. of the people of his diocese. Mm-hmm. You want to know what it means for God to be your shepherd, yeah. then watch the bishop. Does he get on the plane? See, that's what I was thinking. It probably means more to those people in his diocese that he is still remaining with them. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the people around him in prison. And, you know, out of sight, out of mind. He he takes off in the plane and goes to the U.S. Right. That's the end of that. I mean, they're they're going to talk about it whenever whenever he's gone. Right. But he stays. Better to be in the jail with Jesus than off right. doing our own thing without him. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's exactly, that's the shepherd thing, right? There are wolves in this pasture. Yeah. Right? 
They are imprisoning priests. It is not safe here to be Catholic. Then I will not leave my sheep. Right? Just because you haven't been lifted out of the dark place doesn't mean that you've been abandoned. That's right. It means that Jesus has come down to the dark place to hold you and make you safe there. Yeah, just like you said, Eleanor, you know, pick up your cross, but Jesus is right there with you. Yeah, he carries it with yeah. you. Yeah. Right? Sirach 2, finishes, it's exactly what you're saying. Sirach 2 finishes up, compassionate and merciful is the Lord, redeemer, savior, protector. Right? We get so excited that Jesus walks on water mm-hmm. that we forget where he was going when he did, Right? Jesus walked on water through a storm to get to the apostles because they needed him, right? They're, they're straining at the oars. They can't get through the, the storm. And Jesus is like, I better go out and help those guys, right? right? Jesus would walk on water through a storm to get to you mm-hmm. because he loves us, loves us right? He is your shepherd, and that's what shepherds do. Right. He, the shepherd does not abandon the sheep. That is exactly right. So no matter what situation you're in, you know, and this happens to us all the time, not always dr- as dramatically as the bishop in Nicaragua, but, you know, which road do you take? Mm-hmm. You know, well, whichever one that Jesus is leading us down, you know, and it's not always a pleasant walk. He's walking with us. That's what we have to remember. And the the funny thing is that it's always as dramatic when it's you. (laughs) It's like, for me, it doesn't take a big cell. A small cell will will make me feel pretty pretty much like Bishop Alvarez. So, you know, but, but again... Just because, just because you haven't been lifted out doesn't mean that he's not present with you. Doesn't mean that you've been abandoned. And I think that's that's where we get lost. I think so, because it's that idea, well, I have to be rescued out of this. I'm suffering in this. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that what is suffering? You know, what it's if it's if it's meaningless, why bother? Mm-hmm. But if it's redemptive, right. Wow, what a difference. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you were you guys were talking about um, remember you are dust and to dust you shall return, right? And yeah. I, I finally sort of got that thing because I never really liked it. It sort of hurt my feelings. <laughs> um, but when when they say that, right, they're not talking to us. They're not talking to our souls. They're talking to our body, right? Body, you are not running the show here. Right, body, you are dust, and you and to yeah. dust you shall return. Right, but soul, the eternal you, you need to be in charge. Right, restraint of self. Right, because God has a plan for you that's going to be great forever. All right, we're going to stop and take a break. Um, we come back. We're going to find out what, what that plan is. <laughs> right, <laughs> again, <laughs> again for the millionth time. So stay tuned because you're listening to The Family Show on Holy Family Radio. So 
So we are talking about Lent. So the question of the day, or the next 40 days, because it's Lent, right, is why do we have Lent? Remind ourselves we're Catholic, give something up, show God we love him, be light of the world, right? And of course, none of that explains why we have Lent, Mm -hmm. right? We have Lent to draw us more intimately into relationship with Jesus Christ, right? February 13th, day before Valentine's Day, talk about like sending a great Valentine's Day message here. The CDC came out with data that just blew me away. In 2021, 57% of teen girls felt persistently sad or hopeless. I remember that, yeah. Right? That is up from 36% in 2011 and double what you see among teenage boys, right? 30 per, this is for, again, mind boggling. 30% of teenage girls planned or seriously considered attempting suicide. That's just mind blowing. Up, I mean, it was high in 2011. It's up 60% from 2011. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Women from 25 to 34 are 30% are, are 30% more likely to commit suicide than teen girls, right? So everything doesn't get better, easier yeah. when a teen girl hits 20, mm-hmm. right? Males, by the way, are less likely to consider or attempt suicide than females, but males still account for 80% of all suicides because they are more likely to succeed than yeah. women are, mm-hmm. right? Now, my point here is simply that something here is terribly wrong, yeah. right? This is not sustainable. If you have a daughter between 12 and 34, and she's joyful, she's hopeful, she's optimistic, then she is aberrational. You know, can I just interject something, though? I mean, I'm thinking immediately, it's got to be social media. But anyway. What's well, interesting that you would say that, right? Right. She's, she's aberrational. She's not where most women here of her age are, right? But, but very interesting you would suggest social media. I, I have a different theory, Right. Very famous moment in the Bible. And maybe social media gets us to my theory, so we'll see. Right? Very famous moment in the Bible. Jesus looks at the disciples and he asks, Who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. Right? Which is kind of the social media angle because, because you're going on social media to find out who so do people do say it? I am, right? Like, yeah. Who am right? I? Let right? me ask your opinion. Yeah. Right. I think today you have to look at people and you have to ask the question, who do you think you are, right? I get to do a Catholic radio show with the two of you every couple weeks, right? So I'm very blessed, right? But I have to admit in the current client climate, that's a very hard question for me. Am I ready to say, because we know what the right answer is, right? The right answer is, I am a child of the Most High God who formed me in my mother's womb, who created me for consecrated me for, dedicated me to a divine purpose. I am not random. I am not expendable. I am not abandoned or unloved or invisible, right? My beloved, my shepherd would sit in a dungeon or disguise himself as a cracker rather than leave me alone, mm. right? That's the answer to that question. And and for whatever reason, I don't think most people 
in our world today are answering that question right. in that way. No, I think that's right. We're, we're, we are putting our entire self-worth, let's just say, as right. probably teenage girls, out there mm-hmm. asking them to give us feedback about, tell me about my worth. Now, we don't put it that way, but they'll come back and say, you know, you look kind of fat. Right. Or you just, well, you know, it's on every magazine page. It's on every commercial. It's in every sitcom. It, they're a constant feeding to them. Well, we're trying to get our self-worth from right. things that don't matter. The point of Lent is that by the end of Lent, it should be easier for us to say, I am the beloved child of God. But, you know... I then we must immerse ourselves as much as possible, meditating on that, yes. praying to Jesus, and, and, and crowding out the other stuff. Yes. We were talking about that before the show started. You know, like, what, what am I doing that's crowding Jesus out? Right. He wants to come in. Father Yo said at Mass this morning, Our Lady of Lords, rend your hearts, you know, open your hearts to Jesus. Well, we can only do that if we start pushing inconsequential things out of the way. And messages that are harmful. We've got to, how do we get that out there to uh, especially these young Are you, to all of us, right? Yeah, to, to all, all of us, us, right? I mean, they are like the, they're like the canaries in the mine, mm-hmm. but we're all there, right? Yeah. If, if you go back to the prodigal son story, right? The younger brother, the one who leaves, really believes during the story that he is three different people, right? It's kind of interesting, right? At the beginning of the story, he thinks, He's God. Now, when that doesn't work out, he's out feeding the pigs, right? Yeah. He thinks he's lower than the pigs. Second person, yeah. right? Now he's lower than the pigs. Yeah. Even the pigs eat better than I do, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, however, he becomes someone who recognizes the heart of his father. Yeah. So he immerses himself in the heart of his father and it's at that moment that he comes to himself. Yes. And when he comes to himself, like your favorite line, he comes to himself. And when he comes to himself, he thinks, I belong yeah. in my father's house. He recognizes who he is. That's right. I belong. And where he belongs, I belong in my father's house. And it is that moment that he comes home. And it is time for us to come home. We have been along, we have been away long enough. Mm-hmm. It's time to come home. The point of Lent this year is for all of us to come home. Yeah. First reading for Ash Wednesday, very first line, very first reading. Return to me with your whole heart. Return to me with your whole heart, right? February 8th of this year, Little College, Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. Right, Wilmore, mm-hmm. Kentucky, little town, population six thousand. Not much there, but the college. So at Asbury University, they have a weekly chapel service. Right, February eighth, my daughter's birthday, by the way. Right, couple dozen, few dozen people are there for chapel service. Assistant pastor does an altar call at the end, kind of thing. Right, come and be open to Jesus. Come and hear the voice of God. Come up and hear and experience His love. Right. Few people stick around to do it, to pray, 18 maybe. He's like to his wife, I love this, he's texting in the service to his wife, ironically, be home soon. But then the kids who stayed start texting their friend. You need to come back to chapel. Something is happening. Hmm. 
15 days later, right, as of February 23rd, 15 days later, the chapel service has been continuing 24 hours a day. The chapel is overflowing. People are lining up through the streets of Wilmore, Kentucky, through the street, there's only like one, lining up in this to come in to come home. 50,000 people have shown up in this little town from all over the country for a chance to encounter God more intimately, right? Point of my story is not, let's all go to Kentucky, or is the Holy Spirit there, or starting a revival there, or whatever else it might be. My, my point is, people are hungry to come home. Mm-hmm. We've Right, like the prodigal son. That's right. Hungry, literally. You know, and maybe spiritually. This whole COVID thing. Who ever knows mm. what that was all about? But maybe this is going to be a big homecoming because I noticed at mass this morning it was totally packed, totally packed. Like even more so than a Sunday mass. Right. And I'm praying that people come back. You know, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. I'm starting to think that what's happening right now is the veil is being pulled back. And people are realizing that they're not home in this world. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing necessarily if it allows them to see their home is in God, in Christ, right? We have been, right, we've been God. We've been lower than the pigs. Mm -hmm. It's time to come to ourselves. Yeah, we like to play a lot of different roles, don't we? We like to play God. We like to play that God Mm -hmm. forsakes us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? It's just time to come home, right? Another Peter story, right? Peter on the mountain for the transfiguration. Eliza shows up. Moses shows up. Jesus is glowing. Smoke everywhere, right? But Jesus is glowing so much you can still see him through all the smoke, right? Mm -hmm. Peter, John, James are sure they're all going to die, right? They are sure that they're going to die. And Peter says this incredible thing, Lord, it is good Good to be here. It is good for us to be here. It's Lord, it is right. We're going to die. It's good for us to be here. Where's the sense in that, right? But where's here? It's right. It's this place of mystery, fear, confusion, Mm -hmm. helplessness. Did I say fear, right? Yeah, you did. Awe, wonder, Lord, but it's all good because you're here and where you are I belong and where I belong you will be and where I don't belong you will come and get me and find me and bring me home right that's that's Lent right it's that recognition that if I'm here you're with me right and and if it's if I'm here because I belong here then you're with me because we're both supposed to be here and if I'm not where I belong you're here because you have come to get me and bring me home. You know, I just want to um, add this one thing that for parents and grandparents out there um, who are worried about their kids, and I think we have every right to be worried about our kids, that um, maybe this Lent we can really try our best to encourage our kids to get the stuff out of the way. You know, to spend some time immersing in our relationship with Jesus and how it can be better. And and encourage them not to get on the social media. I mean, I don't know how else to do it. I remember reading Ben Shapiro the other day. He was a podcaster and an author and so on. And he said his kids are young. I mean, like eight, nine. They're not going to get phones with internet. Mm-hmm. Just not going to let them do it. Right. Because the world will push that in right. on us. Right. And we have to push back from right. that. 
And, you know, do something proactive. I'm thinking of, you know, write your kid a note. Give them an invitation. Say, hey, let's let's do a dinner. Let's bring some joy into this and reconnect and give them a, a good, you know, feeling and start that conversation. Gwen, I think that's, like, so important. It's beautiful because the reality is, I want to, Eleanor, your word, immersion. If if you are immersed in something, if you push the water away, it just comes back, right? It's not enough to push the bad stuff out of the way. It's just going to come back. We've got to immerse people in God's love. And how do you do that? By loving them. So let's do that this Lent, okay? We're out of time, but we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM720 for The Family Show. And keep us in your prayers. For Brendan Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman. We leave you with the beautiful sound of season. Mm-hmm.